Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome to the Futures Focus podcast, courtesy of Prospects1500.com. I'm your host, Alex Sanchez. Join me, as always, David Gasper. David, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Fantastic. I heard that you went to the uh, Brewers game today, so that's yeah. always fun. Oh, yeah. I got to see uh, Adrian Hauser and uh, Will Crow, I think it was, Duke it out. That was an interesting pitching matchup. Got to see Cabrian Hayes, too, uh, the Pirates. He's uh, he, he slapped a single 107 miles an hour off the bat on uh, the first inning. Um, that was really kind of it for him for the day, but... Uh, he's just he's a really uh, exciting uh, young player, but still ended up seeing a Brewers victory. So can't complain one bit there. Absolutely. I went to a ball game last night, the Lake Elsinore Storm in the Rancho Cucamonga oh. Quakes. Saw Robert Hassel, the third drop a bomb, three run home run. That was pretty sweet. Joshua Mears also hit a rocket. Ball comes off of his bat. Very Loudly, <laughs> to say the least. But uh, I'm going to be actually writing an article up on that experience on, you know, minor league baseball being back. That stadium's pretty sweet for like a low A stadium. I was impressed. They had some cheese fries and oh. they had, uh, yeah, nice pretzel. Do they that have cheese curds though. No, we don't do that too much oh. here. We don't do that too yeah. much. If, if you go to uh, Wisconsin Timber Idlers or a Beloit Snappers game, you go, you go over to the state of Wisconsin, you'll find cheese curds, I'm sure. Yes, yes. I don't think it would be difficult to find at all. Um, no. But anyway, uh, look for that on the on the Prospects 1500. I'm going to try to get that done uh, tonight or tomorrow and hopefully get that published within uh, you know a decent amount of time here. But uh, today we have an interesting exercise that I think it's about time for us to partake in and that is compiling a top 100 list with your preferences and my preferences combined so I think we've talked a lot about oh so and so is a top 50 guy top 30 guy but now I think we need to kind of do this exercise to see exactly where we're at and I'm sure you know there's going to be some guys that maybe wouldn't be as high up on my list but they're going to be high up on your list, and and this will be something that I don't know. We can publish even later and and see and and give people an idea of when we're talking about these top lists that you know now we have something that we can back it up with. So that's on the agenda today. But first and foremost, of course, our news and notes. And we do have a couple of exciting things because it seems like some of these top prospects, after slow starts, it seemed that they are now monsters if <laughs> you know they are really really hitting i'm talking about uh, the rutschmans and the torkelsons and the wits like it seems like every top prospect is on fire spencer torkelson getting rewarded with a promotion to double a that didn't take long did it david no it really didn't it was about what six weeks here into the season and yeah and he's he's gonna have a little bit of company dylan dingler a second round pick also going up there with him uh, to double A Erie. So, uh, you know, really with, with advanced college bats like those two guys, uh, there's really kind of no reason for for Detroit to wait in moving them up. So just kind of get them, you know, some more experience, get some more advanced competition, can 
they really kind of proved all that they need to prove in at the A ball level. So good to see them moving up and good to see the Tigers moving those guys up and, and putting them on a fast track to the big leagues. And it seems like the Tigers did this right to the T here, I think, you know, because they did struggle. Well, Torkelson struggled right out of the gate there in high A. So I, I don't know if he starts at double A, you know, and he has that struggle if he's able to kind of snap himself out of it. We'll never know for sure. Um, but the fact that, you know, he was able to kind of figure things out at that low level. And then when it's time, like they didn't delay, like it's he's up now. Um, 30 games it took him. And I would say what the first uh, I was following, I've been following him pretty much every day. The first 10 to 15 games of those were was not much to write home about. But you look at a slash line right now, it's 311, 445, 5, uh, 566 with five home runs and 27 RBIs and three stolen bases there. Oh, That's interesting. That's yeah, fun. So the speed. Yeah. So he's definitely his swing is just so textbook to me it's there's no moving parts it explodes at the point of contact he's taking balls out to right it's it's his can't showing you why he was the number one overall pick yeah absolutely love Torkelson we'll see it'd be very interesting to see where he ends up here because I was thinking of moving him down with that struggle like oh maybe we're a little too high on him but now he's doing this so we'll see if he can uh, crack the the top 10 I'm, I'm thinking he might be able to. Another promotion that we need to talk about is a guy that I don't think we've talked about at all on this podcast. That's Luis Medina, a pitcher for the New York Yankees. Very, very high potential, high ceiling type of guy. A fastball that makes its way closer to 100 miles per hour more often than not. Plus, curveball changeup mix. He was dominating to say the very least at a at high a with a 2.76 era 50 strikeouts and 32 innings um he's 22 so he is a, a little bit older than perhaps you know actually i didn't even realize he was that old uh when i was doing some of these research for the notes this week but luis medina just he seems like there's six or seven luis medinas in the new york Yankees system just guys that throw extremely hard and have decent off-speed offerings so He's probably uh, at the top of the list, though, in terms of Yankee pitching prospects right now. What do you think about that statement? Yeah, I mean, Medina's a guy who, I mean, there's a wide range of possibilities for him. I mean, if you can get it all to click, I mean, you've got a really, you know, talented, possibly frontline starter type guy. Um, but, you know, there's still, you know, more development um, to go for him. But, but getting that promotion, that's uh, a really strong sign um, that he's on the right track. Yeah, excellent. I think that's exactly something that you should say as well. I mean, high A for that 22-year-old with that sort of stuff, you almost expect it a little bit. So now it's going to be really interesting to see how he reacts to a little bit stiffer competition. Um, We don't usually go over these performances too much because if you have been following Prospects 1500 on Twitter, every day you get your three-star, two-star, one-star performances. And I think that's a great way of following along on who's hot right now in the minor leagues, but I did want to mention Cade Cavalli. He struck out 15 batters and seven no-hit innings on Saturday for high A Wilmington. He is, of course, a Washington Nationals pitcher. Um, He is off to a 1.7 ERA, 71 strikeouts through 40 and two-thirds innings. This was a guy that I was trying to actually acquire in a dynasty league of mine 
um, a few uh, about a week ago, two weeks ago, and the guy was kind of on the fence about it. And then today I got the official rejection. So I, uh, think I, I wonder why this this kind of tells me why. <laughs> so thanks a lot, Cade. You couldn't have had a blow up performance or not. Anyway, um, see, I mean, he's pretty clearly the only good Nationals prospect. No, I shouldn't say yeah. that, but he's definitely at the top, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, 100 percent. I mean, I was super excited about Cavalli uh, going into the draft um, and he's some of that. I think it was a great choice for for Washington, they love their pitchers. They're almost like me in a sense. Like they just love stockpiling pitchers. They've been drafting, I feel like, first round pitchers for so long. Like they got they got a uh, Jackson Rutledge also over there in that uh, um, farm system. Mason Denneberg, uh, guys like that. Cole Henry. And um, then of course, obviously in their big league rotation, you got Scherzer, you got Strasburg, you got Patrick Corbin. Uh, so they love their pitchers over there. And, and Cavalli is. Probably the best, uh, yeah, the the best of their prospect bunch, um, and you know he's he can maybe salvage that farm system by maybe not entirely by himself, but he's at least uh, a somewhat exciting prospect. Probably the only super exciting prospect uh, in that farm system. Yeah, as 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 it pains me to say, <laughs> we don't want to be too negative on this. Yeah, but like I like Jackson Rutledge, but not that <laughs> much, you know. No, not me either. <laughs> um, another promotion, Hunter Green is going to have his next start in Triple A. That's pretty crazy. Um, he was off to a 1.98 ERA start, 60 strikeouts in 41 innings. Man, everybody is striking out in the minor leagues. Huh? Is anybody putting They're the ball striking out in the major leagues? leagues too? That's true. Some of these pitching prospects are just. I mean, boring in a sense. They're just striking out everybody. Let let everybody have some fun. Anyway, Hunter Green, is he coming up this year, you think? He might. He might. I mean, if he performs well there in AAA, perhaps we could see him as a September call-up. Maybe we could see him uh, maybe out of the Reds' bullpen or something kind of later in the year so that they can manage his innings. I don't think we'll see him in the Reds' rotation at all this year unless things really go south in that Reds' rotation. Uh, more so than perhaps they already have. But, uh, the, I mean, this is a guy that obviously the Reds have invested a lot in. Uh, this is an arm that you really kind of want to be careful with. I mean, you just kind of brought him back from uh, Tommy John surgery. And, you know, you, you don't want to do too much and risk a re-injury or something like that. But, you know, if he's feeling good and, and they're confident that um, – that they can get him, um, you know, at, at the big league level soon. I mean, he's clearly got really electric stuff. You know, he's he's still throwing you know 102 as a starter uh, down there in the minor league. So uh, I think that'll play at the big league level. He's one of the few guys that probably benefited from this pandemic, in that he, of course, is coming off that Tommy John surgery, and then basically got a, another whole year wiped out. And I think it might have just, you know, gotten that arm to be kind of what it was before the surgery. And here we are. So the only the only pause, of course, for me is that he's probably I mean, the endings are going to be so monitored that unless the Reds are in playoff contention that I, I just doubt he's probably he's probably gonna, he's a shutdown candidate for sure this year, as he probably should be, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, man, he's these guys, I feel like they they were all in single A and now everybody's knocking on the door to the major leagues. So that that lost year of the pandemic 
didn't it's not stopping these guys it seems like yeah, so yeah, it's how the farm systems work there man <laughs> they, they start down in low a and then next thing you know they're in double a and then triple a and then after that the big leagues that's how it works yeah and nothing has changed no pandemic can change that right 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 all right i know you want to talk about your guy aaron ashby so let's end with that what do you have to tell me about that guy over there so aaron ashby uh so kind of big news for for him for his you know fantasy value i guess uh, the Brewers have moved him to the bullpen in AAA Nashville, and that is not a demotion. Uh, he's, he was pitching extremely well. He had a sub-3 ERA and six starts out of the rotation in AAA Nashville. But the Brewers have moved him to the bullpen in preparation for a role with the big league club in 2021. So he's getting a, a few outings there out of the bullpen to kind of get used to it. And then probably in a couple weeks or so, he's going to get called up to the big league level and the Brewers are going to pitch him out of the bullpen for the rest of this year. But they have said that they still see him as a starting pitcher going forward. So he'll be in the bullpen this year, but starting next year, uh, they're going to be putting him back as a starter. And with Brett Anderson, most likely leaving as a free agent. He'll be one of the candidates to take over Anderson's role in the rotation starting in 2022. So we get to see Aaron Ashby sooner, but we'll see him in a bullpen role in 2021. Well, sooner, yes, if everything goes according to plan, but that rarely happens because his debut did not go too well as a bullpen guy. Did you see his debut? His first, his first inning was, was rough, yeah, yeah. But then his second inning, he settled in, had a 1-2-3 outing. Um, and then he had, uh, I believe, his second bullpen outing today uh, on on Sunday here. Let me try to uh, pull this up quickly and, and see what his stats were from that outing. Um, but, you know, if he's um, able to, you know, adjust. And, and that's why you do this adjustment in the minor leagues. You know, you, you don't have him adjust on the fly at the big league level. You mm-hmm. kind of get his body used to coming out of the bullpen down in AAA. So that, that way you can work out whatever... Uh, kinks or whatever that there are um, at the minor minor league level. I mean, it's no joke switching. He's been a starter, and this goes for everybody that's you know would try to do this sort of plan. It, starting and coming in in the middle of a game are wildly different things, and the preparation that goes into a start kind of can get you comfortable and get you very. Um, you know, confidence in those pitches, confidence in the scanner report. And then all of a sudden you're coming in in the seventh inning, you've cooled down. Like it's a whole different ball game. So it, it, it's no surprise that it might take a little bit of a time. Um, and then we can't just expect, you know, for it, for me, it's almost like a, you know, video game. Well, okay. They six, seven innings of a starter, but then you put them in for an inning and now they're going to throw a hundred, you know, like Ian Kennedy out there, you know, mediocre starter turned, Lights out closer, but that's not quite how it always works. But did you find his game log for today by chance? I'm interested. No, my, my phone is is not working here. No worries. We, we're we're going to take a break right now and then uh, give us a chance to find that because we are going to come back and compile the David and Alex top 100 list that everybody will use to dominate their fantasy league. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. And we are back here on the Futures Focus. Alex Sanchez, David Gasper. David, we looked up Aaron Ashby's line, as we promised. 
wasn't great today. Nah. You know, giving up a couple runs, but... Yeah, five hits, three earned runs over two innings. So we figured it out. Hey, yeah, it's all about the adjustment period, getting getting your body ready in a shorter amount of time, and, you know, it'll take a little bit, but, yeah, that's why you do this down in AAA. Yep, yep, and uh, it's just a... It it could be a simple mentality thing. Who knows? We shall... uh, Now I'm interested. I want to follow along and see the experiment because... It's pretty rare that you have high-end pitching prospects getting moved to the bullpen like that, you know. Um, I know it's for the benefit of the big league club, but it's kind of rare now that I'm thinking about it. It's like, are we going to put Cade Cavalli in the bullpen to help the Nationals this year? Like, it's just, you don't see it too often. So, I'm very interested now. You've got me. Well, I mean, also, like, the Brewers' bullpen death is kind of taking a hit uh, recently, especially after the trade for Willie Adamas. So, you know, they, they could really kind of use the help there. And the Brewers rotation is is pretty set at the moment. So, yeah, they're, they're in a unique it, situation. I think there's a handful of teams that have a rotation that's set right now. So I think most yeah. teams prefer And, and to- he's a big league ready arm, essentially. Like the, the Brewers have mm-hmm. kind of said as such. He showed it in spring training. He's a big league ready awesome. arm. Um, so this is just a way to get him into the big leagues. We shall see. He's got to figure it out, though, first in the bullpen. But let's move on. We have our top 100 list. We'll see if we get to 100 today. Maybe we'll do a part one and a part two of this as we go. But basically, you and I are GMs. Now, do we want to we want to do this as a fantasy, right? Not as a real world. I, I, I haven't scouted the team. I mean, yeah, sure. Let's do fantasy. We are fantasy dynasty managers. We will keep these players forever, and we're building up from scratch. So no major leaguers, only the minor leaguers. Few of them have been up, but let's just let's just go back and forth, and we'll make our list, and then kind of go back over it and see if we see any surprises or, or whatnot from that. Shall we? Would you like to do the honors of the first overall pick? I would love to do the honors. Is it, of the first is it a hard? Pick. Is it hard? I don't know. It might be a hard pick. Yeah. So much to choose from. That, that, that's the really difficult part of it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but although I have received some calls for trades, uh, <laughs> with the first overall pick in the David and Alex uh, Features Focus podcast, mock draft, team, super awesome, selects, Wander Franco. No Wander surprise. Franco, no one of the top... Basically the top prospect in all of baseball, depending on who you ask. But if you ask me, I'm going with Wander Franco. Uh, shortstop can hit, can do just about everything. Um, it it really just it was the obvious choice for me. Yeah, and I think that there was a time where it was cool to say you have Kelnick at number one, or you have Julio at number one, or whoever. But ultimately, I don't think. What we've seen here should uh, alter that, and I think Franco is still the number one. Although it's not like as, as clear cut as it was maybe let's say I don't know eight or nine months ago, but he's still number one. I would agree. He's just going to do everything for you, and he's going to do it at a really nice position. And mm-hmm. nothing he's done as a twenty-year-old in AAA is suggesting otherwise. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you took my pick. How oh dare man, you? what a shocker! Now, if I'm looking at this from a dynasty perspective, you're going to, unless, you know, you might actually pick some arms, but I'm not going to be looking at arms for a while. I'm looking at 
high impact bats that are just game changing. Um, I would like stolen bases as well. So I think I'm going to go CJ Abrams, number two. Oh, big CJ Abrams guy. I am. And I think at this point I want him and uh, number two, you know, he's off to a, a li- you know, he got hurt this year, too. So we haven't seen his stock just go through the roof. But I'm going to go with the stolen base. Hope the power is legit. And that's uh, I think that's my number two guy right now. All right. Very interesting. Well, that means I have a couple of excellent options uh, for me to consider here at number three overall. And for me, um, I think that I am going to lean towards an outfielder from Seattle. Mm-hmm. whose name starts with the letter J. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really narrowing it down there. Um, and I'm going to go with Julio Rodriguez. All right. See, so it's clear that the Kelnick debut has definitely soured a, a little bit for us because he was probably number two when he got called up, but he's now outside of that. You have Julio. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Julio would be my next pick, too. So I keep on taking your guys off the board, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to happen. Julio off to an incredible start. 327, six home runs, five stolen bases. I don't think the stolen bases are really legitimate in the long term. Maybe the first couple of years, he does like a Juan Soto impression. But um, I think that he's a high impact bat. All right. Do I go? Now I have a decision. I think now it gets a little bit more complicated here. Because I have Kelnick and I have Witt. And I think it's between those two for sure. I like the shortstop and I like uh, pissing the people that thought Kelnick was going to be the reincarnation of Trout. So I'll go ahead and go Witt at number four. Oh, okay. Shortstop and some of his home runs are just like, <laughs> like 480 foot shots at double a as a 20 year old it's insane so what is he going to look like when he's 25 i can't wait yeah that, that, that's a really good pick I'm, I'm really high on bobby witt um you know the the stuff that he's showing it and the fact that the royals were you know considering him it's like you know hey like this guy is you know showing some potential here like back in spring training uh, i think it says a lot i mean obviously they're gonna you know give some more development time there to him but uh yeah just a very exciting uh, young player there for Kansas City. All right, so now it's my turn with the fifth overall pick, um, and, I, and I'm between two choices here. Hmm. Um, but I think it's I think it's time to end the slide of Jared Kelnick. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm I'm going to get two outfielders from Seattle and Wander Franco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I went when I was a uh, when I was down in spring training um, back in March when I went to on a trip down there. Uh, I saw the Mariners take on the Brewers, and both Kelnick and Rodriguez were in that game, and both of them went yard. So uh, I, I'm believers in those guys, uh, I guess you could say. Yeah, I think Kelnick at five is a really. I mean, we have to. We can't ignore what we saw in the big leagues. Yeah. And it is what it is. So he, I mean, we still are very high on him. Number five overall is quite high. <laughs> you know, there's only four players we'd rather have ahead of him. But I think the slide has, it has to take place a little bit until he shows otherwise, you know? So, yep, totally agree. All right. Um, to me, that's the tier. That's the, the, 
first tier of prospects in my mind. I think after this, we're into a second tier. What do you think about that? Yeah. Who, yeah. It's who are you thinking right. about uh, with Kelnick to pick? What? Who else you was I thinking about? You were debating, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I don't want to tell you. Then you're going to take my pick. <laughs> oh, I already have my, my pick is in. My pick is in. Oh, your pick is in? Yeah. Um, and he's interesting because when I'm looking over at the guys here, None of my guys have been off to great starts. It's C.J. Abrams, Bobby Witt, and now Marco Luciano, who would be my oh, next. Oh, Marco Luciano, okay. Not off to a great start, but we can't forget he is 19 years old. He is in low A, and he's hitting 264, but he does have seven home runs, and that's what I like to see. You know, 19-year-old putting up those power number, numbers, and that you know, 343 on-base percentage is healthy. So now he hasn't done what some other 19-year-olds are, are doing right now and who you might be picking next, I think. But I still really, really like him. And to me, this is actually a slide. I had him even probably in the four or five range earlier. So a little bit of a slide. But Marco Luciano, shortstop for the San Francisco Giants. You're All on right. That, that was not the guy that I was considering taking. Um, and that the guy I was considering is now the guy I will take now. And that is the one we just talked about his promotion, Spencer Torkelson. Mm, okay. Torque. Yep. Gotta get torque. Need it in the swing. Torque has torque in his swing. And <laughs> he's just, he's lighting it up. And he's going to be in the big leagues fairly soon. Uh, it, it really wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me to see him in there soon. Pro- probably not this year at all, but uh, perhaps early next year. Now, the only thing that I get a little worried with with Spencer and I again I've I've already talked about how I think his swing looks like Mike Trout in a lot of ways but it's just that everything I mean if he's going to stay at first which he's been playing some third but a lot of first two in the minors that he's everything has to go really really well for him to hit and now you know Vlad Guerrero kind of reminds me when Vlad came up originally right things weren't going so well and all of a sudden kind of the the shine fell off of course Vlad has figured it out <laughs> in yeah. spades. Um, but Spencer's going to have to hit, like hit, hit. And um, that's, that's a lot of pressure. So other than that, that's the only worry I have <laughs> because I think he is going to hit. Um, but that I I guess the point there is that I would probably try to pick guys that are at a little bit more premium of a, premium of a position. Like my next guy, that's Noel V. Marte. He's mm. going to be my next pick. And again, I think that this is a definite tier after those top five that we mentioned. So um, we'll see when this tier ends. I'll be interested in your thoughts in there. But Noel V. Marte, shortstop, again, premium position. I got <laughs> – that's all you're I've taken. You're going the super shortstop. young guys. Like, you're going the teenagers with, with pretty much all your picks here. Yeah, and they're all middle infielders too. Yeah, you, you yeah, certainly have a type, don't infielder. you? Yeah, and middle infielders just – I don't know. Like, in Dynasty Leagues, I, I'm – you know, Dansby Swanson's a top 10 shortstop, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay, if I can build my team off of those and then find, there's plenty of corner guys and now, you know, one, yeah. anyway, yeah, interesting. Let's see if it continues. Yeah. But you know what? There's not plenty of, there's not plenty of good hitting and power hitting catchers around oh. the league. And that's where I go with my next pick, Adley Rutschman, Baltimore Orioles. He's off to a, a nice start as well. He's, he kind of had a slow start like Spencer Torkelson, but he's turned it on lately. Nine home runs already, double A, 23 
So your type is kind of ready for the big leagues now. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, again, I'm, I'm more looking a little bit closer. Yeah, all right. Good pick, though. And now we have to make a decision here because there is a couple of guys that are probably going next, which I don't know. I want your opinion of whether or not we should include them. Cabrian Hayes and Alex Karoloff. What do you think? Mm. Should we include them? I mean, they're, they're still technically them? eligible, but I mean, they're pretty much set as as big leaguers going forward now. Like, I, I don't see Hayes or Kirilov really going back down. Do you? No, Kirilov has about uh, 10 more at bats before he is officially off of the lists. And uh, Brian Hayes probably has another 20 or 30. So they're they're like, yeah, but that's only because he missed like, you know, two months exactly. with the wrist injury. Yeah, let's take him off, shall we? Okay. Let's take them off. Let's make this really interesting. All right. So I'm up at number 10. I can no longer take Cabrian Hayes or Alex Kirilov. I I don't know if I would have anyway. Um, as I'm looking here, one guy's sort of catching my attention. Um, he's hurt, though. But I don't know if I care too much. And that's Corbin Carroll. I think I'm going to take Corbin Carroll mm-hmm. at number 10. Interesting. Didn't think I would, but looking at the names right now, if I was drafting, that's who I would take. He was off to an incredible start, 435, two home runs, three stolen bases, and then, of course, he got hurt. But that's what I think we're uh, – I think he's supremely underrated. Yeah, no, no, I, I think it's a good pick. And, you know, the Arizona's got quite the group of outfield prospects there, and, you know, they've had – you know, perhaps some issues with uh, them this year, but a very talented group to pull from. Okay, so now I've got the 11th pick. Is that where we're at now, 11? That's where we're at, yeah. And all we're right. not going to get through all 100, so let's try to get through the top 25. Let's at take least, our time yeah. and enjoy this, and then maybe we'll continue on at another point. Maybe next week even, if we're having a good time. All right. Um all right, so with the 11th pick then in this uh, mock draft, top 100 mock draft. Super awesome. Uh, yeah, draft. team super awesome here. <laughs> uh, and so far, I believe I'm leaving. I'm living up to the name. Wander Franco, Julio Rodriguez, Jared Kelnick, Spencer Torkelson, Adley Rutschman. Yeah. We're adding a new talented guy to the outfield here on Team Super Awesome, and that is Riley Green. Mm-hmm, okay. Detroit Tigers. So, so far, I am rating the Tigers and Mariners farm system. <laughs> exactly. Um, two Riley Tigers, Green, two Mariners. 254, six home runs, seven stolen bases in double A. He is only 20 years old still. I feel like he's been around for a while, but he hasn't. 20 years old. All right. Number 12. Let's see here. I'm, I'm kind of stuck here. I think I'm going to have to go with a guy that I don't, I can't believe I'm taking, but at this point, I think I got to believe and that's Videl Brujan. Mm. So we're going to just go ahead and take him more middle infielders. Um, he's hitting 292 with seven home runs and 14 stolen bases in triple a. So that's got my attention. I admit, I think I was wrong on Videl Brujan. He's going to be a absolute fantasy gold mine. All right. Excellent choice. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's see. Where should I go next here? Hmm. 
It's getting tough. I think that might yeah. be the last of tier two. If I'm looking. Yeah. Honest. Yeah. I think that's a good spot to end tier two. Yeah. All right. Uh, as we get into tier three, I think I'm going to take something that we haven't taken yet in this draft. Uh Oh, which yeah. one, which one, which one, um, I know this may uh, seem weird considering I just traded this guy away in my own uh, in the dynasty league that we're in the the Zhao dynasty with uh, with Nate, uh, but I'm gonna take Grayson Rodriguez. Wow, Grayson, that's your number he, one. He's, pitch he's pumping up, man. Over Manoa, over Gore. I, I do like Manoa, but um, I, I'm not sure if I'm gonna have Manoa top 15. Dang, that's high on Grayson for sure. Yeah, dude, dude, he's jumping up, man. He, no, I've he loved really him for is. A long time. Loved him for a long time. Uh, you know what? Why don't we take a break and discuss that trade that you made? Because I think it's kind of interesting. It's a yeah. big prospect trade in our, you know, not all of our us are the prospect writers, but a lot of prospect 1500 writers in there. Uh, describe the trade for the people at home. Yeah, so... You know, I made I made a trade there in our uh, dynasty league with uh, Michael, one of the other uh, writers at, at Prospects 1500, and it was uh, a pretty interesting trade. So he was very high on two guys that we that you and I, Alex, are both very high on: Grayson Rodriguez and Robert Hassell. Um, so he he first came to me with an offer of of me trading him Robert Hassell in exchange for Ismail Mania and Joe Gray Jr., who is just lighting it up right now in low A. Um, and naturally, I didn't think that was quite enough uh, for Hassell. Quite enough? No. Yeah, no, not, not quite enough for, for Robert Hassell. Uh, but Michael also had Hedbert Perez on his team. He had he had stolen him from me in the draft. I didn't I didn't jump on him quite early enough. And I had been trying to work him to get Hedbert um, for, you know, pretty much since the draft. And, you know, he he didn't want to do it just yet. So I I countered back with Hassel straight up for Hedbert Perez, which I yeah, thought was a is, pretty that's, fair offer. That's, they're, they're almost, yeah, back to back for me. We'll find out where they kind of end up. That'll be a little bit of a cliffhanger to see where they end up. But, yeah, I mean, I saw Hassel last night. That kid, man, his swing is so sweet. He is definitely a top 30, top 40 guy now. If, if if you don't think so and you're listening to this and you don't think that you haven't been paying attention to him, he is moving up that quickly. And Hedbert as well has been moving up very, very rapidly. So that's a fair trade right there. But it didn't end there, did it? No, it did not. So uh, I, I don't think Michael wanted to do that straight up and, and he wanted to try for a chance to get uh, Grayson Rodriguez. So he, he comes back to me. He's like, okay. How about Grayson Rodriguez and Hassell in exchange for Hedbert and Tyler O'Neill, big league outfielder that, you know, frankly, my team kind of needs right now because uh, Christian Pache hasn't really uh, panned out. I've got Kike Hernandez in my starting outfield right now, so um, I could use a little bit of help there. And along with those two, uh, Christian Hernandez, uh, also known as Baby A-Rod, uh, international signee, not too long ago, and Joe Gray Jr. So I get Hedbert, some 
current outfield help and two other pretty good prospects. I uh, feel like, you know, Gray's kind of rising up lately and Christian Hernandez. I mean, he's he's got the nickname Baby A-Rod for a reason. So I, I feel like that's a that could be a steal uh, when it comes to this as well. So I got uh, those three prospects that are kind of far away from the big leagues at the moment. Um, but uh, I also get Tyler O'Neill who helps out now. And I give up Hassel and Grayson Rodriguez for it. So, Alex, yeah. what, what do you think of that trade? You know, it's you're, you, you, if you put Hedbert and Hassel at the same spot, they, they mm-hmm. kind of cancel out. So then we're looking at Tyler O'Neill, who I don't fully believe in, but you can't argue with what he's been doing this year. And that's, like you said, you need that help. For uh, Tyler O'Neill, Christian Hernandez, who I do like, and then Joe Gray, who I'm not totally sold on for um for grace and rodriguez yeah for gray ride and that to me is a slight loss on your end but it's definitely not one that's egregious you know it's something that Mm -hmm. if you really liked headbert you got to get him and this is you know (laughs) and i do and and he knows it's not like it's a secret you know it's not like oh let me just get this guy named headbert perez from you like everybody knows my my poker face was gone a long time ago in in that you were gonna you were always gonna take a slight loss and if this is a really good slight loss to be honest because it's close for sure but i would definitely yeah. um you know arms we never know we never know with arms either so you can always kind of yeah. convince and i've got plenty family. of others uh, on my in my farm system so i've still got some pretty good high ceiling arms in yeah and i don't have grayson nearly at this point either 13th you know i probably have him a I probably you're, I wasn't even looking at him for a little while, so yeah. You're also really low on pitchers in general, though. Yes, for dynasty purposes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Well, let's see. Let's see where Hedbert comes up. We'll see who takes their guy first because I'm I think I'm turning into uh, I'm morphing like a caterpillar into a butterfly from the Hudson Head to the Robert Hassel. Train. Oh yeah. man, Although, you're abandoning your boy Hudson Head. No, I can never abandon him, but I'm going to start driving this train as well on the weekends a little bit more because he was very, very impressive. He was so he he did it off of Kendall Williams, who is, you know, no slouch. um, Pitching prospect for the Dodgers, who didn't look great, but still no, no slouch there. And then his swing where like he clearly was beat on this other reliever who I I didn't quite um, get the name, but he was throwing at least 95, 96. Got beat, but still blooped it into left on like a nice little opposite field single. It was just gorgeous. So, Hassel. Let's see where he gets picked. Let's see where Hedbert gets picked. But it is my turn, and I'm not going Hassel quite yet. I'm going to go Brennan Davis, Chicago Cubs outfielder. Huge helium for him compared to where he was at last year. Not off to a huge start, but he was hurt. Um, A 21-year-old in double A. High, high hopes for him. Uh, And the Cubs are going to be, you know, much different this time next year. And we'll see if he's part of that plan. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent right. choice. We're on, we're on 15. I'm very interested in to see who you were going with here at 15. Yeah. And, um, at 15, um, I'm going back to the hitter ranks. Um, and I'm going to go with, uh, Austin Martin of mm. the Blue Jays. Interesting. I didn't know you were that high on him. Good pick though. What, what do you like about him to take him at 15 ahead of some other uh, of these other guys? I mean, I, I love his hit tool, man. I, I love his bat and just, you know, how much he can he can bring there um, and just getting on base. 
Um, and, and his speed ability to just uh, steal on bases. He's already got, what do we got here? Oh, he's only got two on the season so far. But, I mean, he's, he's getting on base uh, 40% of the time. Um, you know, just really kind of, uh, you know, a, an aggressive uh, assignment up there in double A, but I think he's adjusting pretty well to it. Um, so there's, you know, 22 year old, I mean, fifth overall pick last year, you know, just, I, I think the battle play. Yeah. I mean, we can't forget that is a major league debut double A for a mm-hmm. college bat. Pretty rare to see, even with a pandemic insert there in the middle and uh, he's holding his own for sure. Um, I just don't know about the ceiling with him. That's why I, I would kind of hesitate a little bit, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, best case scenario is, is what that is quite yet. I'm interested to see if he can continue to push that ceiling up. Cause right now it's just kind of, you know, if you, you uh, kind of extrapolate this out, we're looking at like, you know, a 15 home run, 15 stolen base, 280 ish. You know, that's not, that's not bad. Middle infielder, it, but he's not going to be a middle infielder. That's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. You stay in the outfield, but yeah, I mean, th- to me, I think we're even in another tier to be honest, because I would much rather have Grayson and Brennan ahead of Austin Martin, but then I would rather have our tier two. So I think that, that tier three is kind of its own thing. Um, he's mm-hmm. almost like a tier two plus maybe, maybe those are belong in tier two. Um, I'm going to go, this is where we're going to start planting our flags, I think, in some of these um, prospects here. And I'm going to go Luis Matos next. We've talked about him on this podcast before. He is a 19-year-old outfielder hitting 291 in low A, uh, nine stolen bases, three home runs. I think that, um, yeah, I, I just, I'm, it's between him or Jason Dominguez, I think. And I'm just going to take the guy that I've seen. That's the the time factor. I could change. I could swap that really quickly if as soon as I see Dominguez, but that's where I'm at. Interesting. Um. All right. Now where do I go here? Uh, so many options to to choose from. You know. They're similar. Yeah, they're all very similar. All have a little bit of a question mark in a, in one way or the other. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go back to the outfield. Um. And let's see. I know he's off to a, a bit of a slow start this year. Um. But I'm a believer in the bat. JJ Bladey. Wow, Blade at 17. He did. He's come through recently. Yeah, he's, he's starting to pick it up. Slow start, but yeah, yeah. You are not put off by that start. Um, that is quite high on JJ Blade. Ahead of Hedbert, really? For now. For now, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Interesting. I, I mean, Blade, like he is closer as well so i mean there's that too i mean he's 23 so he's a bit more of a you know that that kind of a a guy that's a lot closer but i mean he's only got 74 games in the minor league level since there was nothing last year yeah all right i'm gonna go with my guy next it's time it's michael harris time (laughs) if you're gonna be that high on bladet i'm gonna be that high on michael harris 
outfielder Atlanta Braves. He's only hitting 339 as a 20-year-old in high A, nine stolen bases. Let's go. All right. You you getting your guy. Yeah, this is about the time, I think, for me. All right. Fair enough. I have my Fair next two picks enough. lined up, too. I'm ready. Oh, you got your next two picks lined up already? Yeah. Which kind of shows me that we're like this is it's the tiers pretty clear. Yeah. See. All think. right. Well, I'm actually, um, if you want a real shock, um, actually no, no, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like I've already shocked you enough with my last couple of picks because I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of choosing from a group here. Yeah, Bladé uh, shocks me. Austin doesn't really. I mean, not, this is like maybe five spots ahead of where I would look at it. Bladé is much higher than I would ever. I wasn't even thinking about him. No. But surprise me again. I like surprises. Yeah. yeah My daughter they, loves they can... surprises. She's, she thinks they're the best. Oh, yeah? Does she? Mm-hmm. It could be anything. Just say it's a surprise, and then you give it to her, and it's great. Wow. It's like, <laughs> have you seen that video of... Uh... Like, you know, someone, like, gift wraps, like, a, a little kid, like, an avocado, and they're like, oh, it's an avocado. Yeah. Thanks. And just True story. To the side. Oh, yeah. no, no. It depends on the age. I think at this age right now, she's four. You can make anything look super exciting. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Should I go Hedbert here, do you think? It's about time. It, it might be about time. I think Team Super Awesome needs itself a Hedbert Perez. Yeah, let's get guys we're excited about, not guys that we think other people would have as high. Yeah. Our list, you know. Strategy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see when uh, the Arizona Complex League or the Arizona, you know, whatever league. I think they didn't they just change the name to the Arizona Complex League, so, and instead the abbreviation is no longer going to be AZL, but ACL. Sure, why not? Yeah, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, because, well, now it's just like, oh, this is the ACL guys. Like, it seems like it's just everyone that, that's got a knee injury that's on the team, you know? You know what? I'm surprised we haven't had advertisements sponsoring these levels yet. I imagine that's going to happen at some point. The, you know, AAA? Uh, why isn't AAA sponsoring AAA, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's, that's, that's what we need it's here perfect opportunity yeah mm. the triple a south sponsored by triple a it's beautiful or was it triple right, so headbird at 19 is that what you went with yeah beautiful all right um i have my actually i have my next three picks i think i think i'm gonna go jason dominguez next oh okay just yeah, I, I, was, I was thinking about him as well, but he's so to me, I'm I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, I haven't seen him yet. And so I can't rate him that high because if he does come out and is awesome, I don't want to be the guy that's low on him anymore. You know, and if he mm-hmm. comes out and sucks, plenty of people have him this high and I'll just be like, oh, well, that's the way it goes. Then I can drop him down. I'd much rather drop him than have to raise him up. So I'm going Jason. Right. Yeah, very good. Still very young. Very young player. He doesn't look young. That's the thing. No, he doesn't look young, but he is. He looks Unless like a he's lying about his age or something. Yeah, well, never happened uh, before. We're not going to get into those conspiracy theories. Anyways, 
Um, okay, for me, um, you know, perhaps I should get another guy that I'm excited about, a guy that I saw, um, saw him come back, and he has performed extremely well so far this year. I'm going to go back to the Brewers outfield and Garrett Mitchell. Oof. First round pick. <laughs> wow. Dude, he's hitting 368 this year. I know. He is off to a good start. So far, like, he, he's got an on-base percentage over 500. Like, you know, I saw him. Uh, I was at the game. I saw his, his three-run homer to dead center. Um, it was just. It was insane. It was it was great watching it. The sound off the bat was amazing. His his swing looked great. Um, you know, he's just a really talented guy. The power is is in there and it's starting to show up. And he's got the speed just running all over the place. Uh, really, just a, an incredible offensive threat. Um, and you know, this is someone that probably could have been a, a top five pick. Probably should have been a top five pick in last year's draft but fell due to the, you know, diabetes concerns yeah. that, I mean, he'd been dealing with it since he was nine. So there, you know, and, and he'd been fine with it uh, all throughout his baseball career since. So there's really, I don't think there's any need to be concerned about it. So, um, yeah, I, I think that that dude was probably a, a top five talent, top 10 talent in that draft last year. And uh, I, I had him tier one in my top 50 list and I stand by it. That's your guy. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else. That's your guy now. Yeah. You are, got, you got officially... See, see, I made the mistake in, in the, in the dynasty draft that we did of, you know, not, you know, getting all my guys there. I and mean, that's how I ended up losing out on Hedbert, but yep. I did not lose out on Mitchell. That, that is also one of my guys. You did not. All right. At 21 Garrett Mitchell, I, I you're gotta be the highest guy in the entire industry. on Garrett Mitchell. Probably. But, and probably, and you know, maybe like I don't know, it. It, you know, for counting this as as an official list here, but oh, it's official. How oh, dare you? Okay, it's official, officially crazy now. Okay, well, yeah. So yeah, my team's officially Team Super Awesome. Did did you ever did you ever come up with a name for your team? No, I do like the Super Awesome. I might just do Super Awesome Team Two, number oh, two. Oh come on, that's so <laughs> lame. That's so come on, you can't steal my team name. It was a good name. What can I say? <laughs> now I need a different team name. You can't <laughs> steal my team name. <laughs> um, we are falling off the rails here at the end. Let's, <laughs> let's finish this up. We're only three pick, four picks away from my goal. And then I'll think of a new team name for you. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you go in Garrett Mitchell. I'm going to go with friend of the podcast. The only friend of the podcast that we have. That's a minor leaguer. It's Tyler Freeman. Double A, 22-year-old, hitting 319. Very, very excited about him. 22 for me is a steal for that guy. Yeah. And you're up. Ooh, man. So many options. Um, and I feel like every single one is just going to be a surprise for you. You're just like, <laughs> oh, wow, really? That guy? Uh all right. Um, this guy has been rising up, um, and I, I think it's about time uh, he goes off the board um, before Scott gets mad. Jaron Duran. Oh, wow. Duran. I thought you were going to go Tristan. You go Duran ahead of him, huh? Over who? Tristan Cassis. We haven't picked him yet. Oh. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Off to a great start, too. Oh, well, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> but Duran's off, to, in. Duran's off to a fabulous start as well. Yeah. Like, every time I turn around, he's just hitting a homer or a yeah, double or something. he's in the news a lot. I think it's because Scott Green's in our life, and so, like, there's no way That's around true. it. That's but... true, so I see, I see it in my timeline a lot more yeah. often. <laughs> yeah. Um, excellent, excellent. I do like Duran a lot. He's going to be high um, on my list when I make when I finally get around to making it. Although, this might just take my list out, except I'm going to have to make a few adjustments here. But I like what it – I like I do like what the list looks like right now. It's pretty – it's pretty informative. Um, I'm going with Robert Hassel at 24. Like I said, uh, Head, uh, Headbird, and him, Headbird and him are very, very close. So if you're going to have Headbird at 19, I'm going to have to have Hassel pretty darn close. He just hasn't failed yet, ever. <laughs> like He just hits everywhere he goes, and he is continuing to do that. Um, check out my Twitter uh, video of him. It's just a pretty swing 304, four home runs, 12 stolen bases as a 19 year old making his debut in low a fabulous. All right, finish it off. You have the last pick of part one. We'll call this part one. We'll probably do this a few times throughout the minor league year. We'll see. We should do them pretty quickly close together because things will change obviously very quickly if we don't. So uh, maybe next week we'll continue this on. Maybe we'll do top 50. All right. Who are you ending it with? I think I got to go Tristan Cassius now, don't you think? Yeah, I would. I I would think so. That would be my next pick for sure. Yeah, he should Tristan probably Cassius. be higher. <laughs> I mean, yeah. honestly, he should probably be higher. I can't imagine picking um, Garrett Mitchell ahead of Cassius, but so we can't we can't look too foolish. Oh, we're supposed to get our guys, man. We got we got our um, guys. And I also I, just I also just kind of you know looking over stuff, just kind of glossed over Cassius, kind of forgot he was there. <laughs> I know. I knew that was going to probably happen. So, well, what, this is just part one. We'll there's, have to, there's so many names to look at, man. It's tough, too, because you want your guys and you're like, you know what? If I was drafting right now, I'd, I'd rather have the guy that I just am in love with, with versus the guy that ever, you know, people tell me to love. There's a big right. difference. There. Yeah. So, you know, in, in some ways you could say, well, it's better to take the other guy because that way, if you're wrong, it's somebody else's fault. Here, if we're wrong, it's our fault. <laughs> that could make us yeah. kind of feel bad. But a good pick there. All right, let's see who we have left off, and then we'll kind of end off there. Who didn't? So just this, here's our top 25 list really quickly. It's uh, Wander Franco at number one, C.J. Abrams, Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Witt Jr., Jared Kelnick. For me, that's tier one. I think right there is a clear tier of their own. After that, Marco Luciano, Spencer Torkelson, Noelle Marte, Adley Rushman, Corbin Carroll, Riley Green, Vidal Brujan. And then I, I still think that they're that's their own tier. Because now after that, it's Grayson Rodriguez and Brennan Davis. I still think that those guys are much higher than those. So to me, that's where the tier, uh, the tier two ends. Tier three, Grayson Rodriguez, Brennan Davis. That probably continues on. Let's see where it ends here. So Austin Martin. Luis Matos, J.J. Bladé, Michael Harris, Hedbert Perez, Jason Dominguez, probably there at 20 would be the end of tier three, right before yeah. your guy, Garrett Mitchell. <laughs> um, I think that's another tier of its own. And then this last tier makes a lot of sense. Garrett Mitchell, Tyler Freeman, Jaron Duran, Robert Hassel the third, and Tristan Cassis. A lot of people probably argued Cassis should be top 20, but they're not on this podcast. 
<laughs> I didn't pick That's him. Right. You picked him. I mean, I wasn't even. I haven't even picked him yet myself. So. Exactly. I'm not high. I so guess you, I'm not. You can't high. even complain too much about me. I here, can't. So. No, I just. I just don't want people to yell at me. I'm a yeah, very. I mean, Tyler Freeman. Come on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> friend of I the have, podcast. It's friend of the podcast. None of these other guys have come on the podcast. They want yeah. to get. Yeah, you come on the podcast. Higher. You get. You get a top twenty-five spot you guaranteed. A, you get a, a twenty. Yeah, twenty-spot boost instantly. Yeah. Tyler was the man. If we get if cool. we get Hedbert Perez on the pod, he he becomes number zero. He's all yep. the way at the top. He breaks the system, and we quit. Yeah, exactly. And we quit, and we're over. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, notable guys we left off that are probably coming up in, in part two as a you know season cliffhanger. Tune in next time. We did not mention Alec Manoa. We did not mention Nick Gonzalez, Helio Ramos, Shane McClanahan, Jackson Coar, Max Meyer, Josh Young. Gunnar Henderson, Jordan Groshans, Drew Waters, Royce Lewis. Um, I can think those are the big names that we're leaving off. So I'm not sad about that. No, no. I mean, those are guys that are um, in that next tier or in the current I tier. So. Um, I, think they're, I think this 25 is that last tier. Yeah. Because I'm not super excited, as, as excited as I am about the guys that I picked here in the uh, Dominguez Freeman hassle range. Manoa maybe it would be the one guy I'm like, oh, we, we should have found a way to get him in. But you know, me and pitchers. Yeah, yeah, I, I took one and you yelled at me. So, <laughs> um, I, I gotta look over it and see if he would be my number one pitching prospect. I wonder if he is now, which is kind of crazy. So Manoa Rodriguez. I mean, the the fall of Sixto and Mackenzie Gore have really left the door open, and they oh yeah, yeah for sure. Um, jeez, Louise, I guess so. I guess I think I'd probably take Manoa ahead of Grayson if I had a gun to my head. But yeah, those two are like the top two guys. There's not much. I mean, who's after him? McClanahan, Logan Matt, Gilbert, yeah, Logan, Cade Cavalli, George, yeah. They're just so risky. This is why I don't like them. These guys seem yeah. to change every week. I don't know. We'll see where they end up. We got to pick. got to take pictures at some point. All right. I think that's gonna do it for us this week. We got our our 25. We'll do another 25 next week and see where we end up. And maybe uh, maybe we'll speed it up next week and try to get a little bit more. But I think these top 25 guys are all worth talking about. We are obviously very high on them. The industry is very high on a lot of these guys, and they're worth discussing and figuring out where we'd rank them because the decision comes where you you're going to have to pick between you know a Vidal Brujan and a Brennan Davis and a Austin Martin who are you going to take or in a trade like you get a trade offer like you've got you pull the trigger you, you yeah. keep working yeah got to pull the trigger got to get your guys man absolutely all right that's going to do it for us tune in next week we'll be back this is the Future Focus podcast, courtesy of Prospects 1500. Alex Sanchez and David Gasper signing off. See you next week. 